Hello and welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. If you are new around here, make sure you subscribe to our channel. Drop this video a like. Let's go. Being as we're going to be going into an international break and it's going to be dry, let's go for a thousand likes on this match reaction. So do your part. Uh, comment your thoughts in the comment section down below. Aston Villa 3, Fulham 1, which again... He's just absolutely mental. 13 Premier League home wins in a row. 13 in a <laughs> row. We've all walked out that stadium in the Premier League 13 times, not disappointed, which is absolutely mental. So I'm absolutely buzzing. It's a great victory, a brilliant performance. Hannah, talk to me. How was your day? Another brilliant one. I had the same kind of feeling walking out um, this afternoon of when was the last time we like, walked out of here from a Premier League game and like weren't just really happy. And it was like a realisation that I wasn't even like bouncing this time. Like it was just like, yeah, standard, another Villa win. Um, I actually can't remember the last time we lost in the Premier League at Villa Park. I can't remember what game it was. So it's quite a nice feeling to have that, you know, those days feel like a distant memory now but it was a really you know I think controlled um not not an easy game but I just think that we made it easy for ourselves because we just managed to really control the game I thought the first half in particular Villa were really good um it was one of the best first, first half performances of the season I think just the way we we just nullified them. I don't think they had a shot in the first half, or if they did, it was very late on. And we just were just ticking along. Like again, there's some new people kind of sitting around me, and then we're having a bit of a grumble that you know sometimes we weren't moving it quick enough. But I don't think those of us that go every week now, you know, we know that that's not the way we play. And like you kind of just sit back and enjoy the fact that Aston Villa. Are, dominating possession and just tapping it around the park and we were creating chances and doesn't need to be rushed anymore I actually think we play our no. best football and we're not rushing and and we can kind of play the game that we want to play rather than forcing it um so yeah I thought it was a really good first half McGinn was brilliant um which I'm sure we might get on to but I feel like John McGinn's best games and probably personally his favourite games are where he can get a bit stuck in and so probably when the opposition give him a bit of ag. Like he was on the receiving end of quite a few challenges, wasn't he? And I think that really fired him up. And then we saw obviously when he goes and gets his goal. So it was a brilliant first half performance from him. And DRB yeah. again probably is a little bit annoyed that another one of his kind of goals is 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 down as an own goal but a, a, a brilliant um brilliant to go in at, at 2-0 and I think from that point on I was pretty confident that we'd go on and win the game so uh, you know it was nice to come out and get the third just to kind of dead it off again and still got this gripe that we can't keep a clean sheet I don't I just I don't know what's going on it's like we are almost sometimes a little bit too casual um Fulham seem to kind of catch the high line just at the right time with that long ball over the top which again really annoying and I think that's that's the thing now that you know if we're solidifying ourselves as this team that's going to be you know high scoring and, and controlling of possession we the next thing has to be that we cut out these stupid goals because we're not getting you know 
caught out with real quality for these goals. We're always conceding just silly, you know, lapses in concentration, individual errors, things like that. So that's my one gripe. But when you, we keep saying, if you're three nil up, it's less of an issue, isn't it? And it's a nice, you know, it's nice to be able to kind of shrug it off. But going forward, it's got to be something that, you know, we do. We do address, and I'm sure, again, I think, you know, Emery's, I think, has mentioned it post-match that he's not happy about the clean sheet. And I don't think the defence will be either. You know, the likes of Emmy Martinez is probably fuming that we keep conceding these silly goals in games that we're winning comfortably. So, yeah, uh, if if that's my one complaint, you know, life isn't too bad, is it? So, really pleased. And it's just a shame about last weekend's result because otherwise we could have briefly been top <laughs> of the Premier League, which would have been slightly ridiculous. But... You know, we're, we're comfortably fifth, aren't we? And going into an international break now, I think that gives us a really nice cushion and we can have a bit of a break, a bit of a rest, but also just reset because it's a massive game, isn't it? The, the next one um, post, post-break. post So, yeah, all's, all's good. <laughs> you make some great points. And I feel like, you know, when you hear them them jittery moaners now, that you, you just feel like... You've not been to the school of Unai yet, have you? You've not, you've not, <laughs> not you've graduated. Not ex- no, <laughs> no you, you haven't been to like the games to see how and and how we do play. But yeah, you make some great points, and you know, especially on like the stupid goals, like Charlie who sits next to me um, towards the end of the game, he was like oh, fuming about this goal we've conceded, and then it, about two minutes later, it was like. Is that really bad that I'm fuming that like that's the only thing I've got to moan about that we've conceded a goal? Like that's the yeah. only thing. And I was like, mate, 13 wins, like, you know, it's been great. So yeah, I mean, there was some real good play today, like you say. I think the the controlled, the word you've used there, controlled, you know, that that that's who nice teams, isn't it? It's it's controlled, it's it's very He's very demanding. It's very functional. It's it's all about domination and dominating the opponent. And I thought, you know, if if anybody who's not a Villa fan wants to understand what Villa are like, that first half is Aston Villa in a nutshell, where the opposition team probably want to come and sit in and they want to get to a 20-minute period, but they can't do anything. You know, they can't go long because we just mop it up with ease. We... we the, the way the team moves around the pitch, whether it's in attack or defence, and we shift from side to side, it's like it, it's literally like I'm trying to think. It's like poetry in motion, isn't it? It's just it just moves around so smooth, and it's just amazing to watch. And you know, you know, we're talking about the school of Unai. That, that that's a part of it. You know, it, even like whether it's power covering. Dina or Dina covering power or Conta covering power or someone coming inside and someone dropping off and there's a run you know that there's so many good things that we've seen in this villa side and you know I've got to talk about certain someone before we get into we'll probably go into um, player ratings later but a player came in the side today having played bit part for Villa, you know, in and out, come under massive amounts of criticism. Unai has spoke about him having to learn the way we play, um, which is mental from like a player like Tielemans, it is Tielemans, who, you know, has played at international level, he's won the FA Cup, he's, he's played at the highest level, you know, to learn a new role. And I think today, he was absolutely fantastic. Um, I thought he was dominant he was 
pacey. He was tenacious. His running off the ball was fantastic. His passing was just unbelievable at times. His sense of danger was great. And I think he, he really complemented that midfield so well today. And I just want to give him massive praise because I thought he was fantastic. What are your thoughts on Yuri? I think, yeah, I thought he, this was his best, I think, cameo in, in a Villa shirt so far. Obviously, he had a nice little bit of um, playing in one of the conference games. I think it was when we were away at Alkmaar. Um, and at that point, it was kind of like a bit of a taster of what the Yuri Tielemans we want to see was going to be like. But I think today, he gets the nod, you know, starting in the Premier League at home. And that's something that he's probably been really craving. Like, that's what he wants to do when he's at Villa. So that in itself was probably a little bit of a boost for him personally. And then he really, he really like kind of carried it from there, didn't he? It was a really good like all-rounder performance I think he was kind of I mean seeing the team sheet I think you know the swap of his style of player for you know a, a Zaniola or a Bailey I thought was going to be quite interesting because like I mentioned with that European game where he played while he was in that slightly more advanced role which I think is where he enjoys to play he was a bit of like an eight or he kind of roamed around a little bit today and I think he did really well off the ball I think he he did a lot of running and I think a lot of it probably went under the radar a little bit. But like you mentioned, I think it was that like sense of danger. He just, he just had such a good read on the game, I think. Mm -hmm. And that was good from like a defensive perspective, but also creatively as well. Some of um, his passing was excellent, like the weight of pass, picking the right pass. I thought it was really good. It was the Tielemans that we really wanted to see. The Tielemans that we kind of saw when we played, was it Lazio in pre-season and in, we all kind of thought, oh, God, look at the player we've got on our hands here. So I think it, it would have been a really good boost for him as well and for the for the people that obviously have been getting already, you know, impatient with him to just be like, look, this is a player that's been playing in a Leicester side for many years, you know, is kind of having to can learn a complete new regime, a new set of players. Not everyone immediately settles down. Like, it, it happens look at some of the other players we've had this season that, you know, didn't have a perfect start, but are now excellent Pau Torres, for example. Like, you have to give these players time. You can't you can't ever write them off. And I think Tielemans is the perfect, perfect example of that. Getting a goal, you know, the other week as well would have been a massive boost. And I think now we're going to just continue to see his goal contributions. I think he's going to be a really important part of this Unai Emery side. I think he gets it now. I think... He really suits our side of play. Sometimes, again, there's just a little bit of, you know, lax passing or lax in concentration, but it's nothing that worries me at all with Tielemans. And I just think that now he'll just continue to kick on. He need he just needed this bit of time to bed in, get a few performances under his belt, a few good performances. And I think I think he'll be right as rain. But it's yeah, it was it was nice to see today. Um, you know that that midfield was was a good one. I think um, I think it's quite interesting because I mean, again, we'll probably go on to individual players, but in games where John McGinn really kind of shines, I feel like Douglas Louise or like the double pivot in general kind of takes a little bit of the backseat. Whereas when like Douglas Louise has an excellent game, John McGinn tends to be a bit quieter. 
So it's almost like one of them really shines and the others kind of just sit back, do the basics, tidy up, um, which I quite enjoy. I think it's it's nice that, we again, it's not just a, a one, one-man midfield. It's like, they're, like you say, it's really versatile, constantly dipping in and out. Someone's having a worldie. Others are just, you know, calm, keeping it at like a nice 7.5, 8 out of 10, just, you know keeping it assured in the middle of the park. So I think it's been nice now that we've got this midfield building that's really our one of our strong points, which I think we've said before was never the case in previous Villa sides. Yeah, and there was a there was a one man wrecking ball in there for about fifteen minutes in that first <laughs> half, just literally smacking through everyone, yeah. bulldozing his way through midfield. Like it McGinn he was absolutely phenomenal in that first half. And all game, to be fair, you know, there was one moment in the first half where he just rolled someone and you're like, he's on it today. He's absolutely <laughs> you just know. on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally like he's been wound up in like, the tunnel and he's just gone. He's like one of them little toys that just keeps going. Um, but it, it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, he took his goal so well. Like he, the little touch, if you watch the goal back, the little touch he takes to sort of set himself up was fantastic. And I've got to talk about total football goal number three, because, you know, we won the ball back in central midfield. It went to McGinn, it went to Bailey. It went then across the box to Watkins. And it was just an absolute fantastic goal. And it was similar to the goal that we scored against West Ham in the sense of we're already leading. And we, we showed this ability where, we weren't as dominant in the second half with the ball. It, it was a bit scrappy, but then a, a different type of goal that we can score as well at home, where we just strike down the middle, counter-attack, really quick, sharp, direct, and it, it's another goal. And it, it just shows that different combinations to our play at, at home, where we can be controlled, we can be settled, we can move it around, we can have controlled possession we can have territorial advantage but if we don't have that we can just go straight through you really quickly um and it, it was just a, a fantastic fantastic goal so um shout out to john mcginn because he was amazing but i just want to touch now on it feels like it's starting to get serious now um i know we've got an international break and i know we've got spurs so it's one game at a time but at home the next two are Manchester City and Arsenal. And for me, I don't fear any of them. Not one of them. And I think this is me sticking my Villa chest out now and being excited for those two teams to come to Villa Park. And let's let's see what they're all about at Villa Park. And let's just continue what we're doing because we are doing so well and I don't want to be fearful. I don't want to be worried about them. I want to I want to be Unai Emery's Aston Villa and it's going to be a great challenge now, those next two home games, which are in the space of one week. Um, we've got them on Man City on the Wednesday, Arsenal on the Saturday. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be a difficult two games, but it's one where I think we should all be really excited now about facing those sides at Villa Park. I know you've got your little um, sort of thing that you said in the summer, didn't you, that you felt like we'd get to 
Christmas unbeaten and I I'd got uh till the end of the season unbeaten. So mm. this feels like for one of us it's gonna be um an important yeah. part in our predictions. I can't remember. I forgive I've actually forgotten whether it was like unbeaten or I think I might have said like top four or top six at Christmas. Um and you, like you say, these are these are the games where it's like almost make or break for for that kind of prediction. It's it's like quite a strange phenomenon where I'm like still nervous for those games, but it's like an excited nerves. It's like you are nervous because you know you can get something from the game, so there's like that extra expectation there. Not nervous because it's like oh god, are we going to get battered? So it's really exciting um a, a very demanding week because I think we have like the Bournemouth game on the Sunday don't we and then obviously what Man City on the Wednesday Arsenal on Saturday so it's a very sort of physically demanding week because yeah traveling away to Bournemouth won't by any means be an easy challenge but going into those two games it's it's why you support your football team it's being still we'll still be the underdogs obviously but Seeing that your team can now compete with these sort of like big, big dogs and thinking that you can win. I think it will be huge, even sort of like looking a bit closer to the Spurs game. If you know, if you think we've got Spurs, Arsenal and City in as the three of our next four Premier League games, I'm looking now thinking I'd like five points um, out of those, just those three. But and that feels really ambitious. But why not? It's like this, like what you say. We can't fit anyone coming to Villa Park now. Like we don't, we can't put in all this work to make Villa Park a, a difficult place to go, and then not reap the benefits of being confident. Like we have to believe that whoever comes, we can be, or we can at least get something from. So I think we need to like relish the challenge and mm-hmm. and be excited. But obviously, there's a lot of preparation that needs to go into those games. I think. They're also the types of games that I, I think the crowd enjoy and I also think the players will enjoy and I think the manager will enjoy. I think I've said it loads recently, but I don't particularly think that sometimes we enjoy playing against teams that are a little bit, I don't know, slower or a little bit, I don't know, a bit more defensive. Like we quite like really, we like a, a, a bit of a fast paced game sometimes and Especially, I think the fans at Villa Park that get a bit itchy. I think it's it's exciting when we've got a challenge like that. So it feels like a long way off, but it will come around very quickly. But I think you know we're like you say in in such a good position now that I mean I hope our predictions come true. I think <laughs> it would be if genuinely if we if we stay unbeaten out of those games, I might get. ABFC tattooed across the forehead. <laughs> clip it, clip it. Right. So let's um let's do the player ratings then. Um, um and we'll I'll do the defenders and keeper. You can okay. do the midfielders. Um so yeah. we'll kick it off then. I'm gonna give Martinez a seven. Um didn't really have too much to do, did he? Um I did feel like his kicking was a little bit off in that second half. We were mm. being put under a little bit of pressure in that second half, and he's Kicking was just a a little bit off, and I just felt we needed to just control and just focus. Uh, but a solid seven for me. 
we're gonna go and I'm gonna I'm gonna rate both center halves exactly the same. I'm gonna go Pau Torres and Conta an eight. What a, what a defensive partnership that is! What you know, it's blossomed into something absolutely amazing. There, sort of synergy together is is brilliant, and Pau's just doing Pau stuff and. Conta's now just doing Conta stuff, which is just, you know, a bit like Louise, where they just play their game and it's nothing new because they're playing really, really well. Um, I'm going to go Luca Dean. I'm going to go seven. He got in some really good advanced areas. Um, and again, I think he's playing really well. And I'm going to go Matty Cash and eight. I thought he was absolutely, and we haven't even spoke about him on this uh, episode, but I thought he was tremendous you know that one challenge that he did on that recovery was yeah so yeah I mean he had to yeah, time it perfectly because he, he'd have been off if he if he caught him but you know he is great and I just think again he's developed into you know a, a brilliant right back now he's he's defensively aware he, he's you know he goes forward well and, and I just thought you know he had a real real solid game so you do Kamara Louise McGinn and Tielemans what a treat. Um, it feels harsh to give any to, to give any of these less than an eight, to be fair. I think I actually really enjoyed Kamara's performance. I think he saw a lot of the ball today, maybe even more so than Douglas Louise. I don't know if I'm you know overthinking, but again, I think it was because he was kind of filling in and dropping into that sort of um center back, right back kind of role. Um when Cash was obviously quite progressive. So I he saw a lot of the ball. I think he again really confident. Him and Douglas Louise paired up really nicely. I think what we did really well today was pressure off the ball. So I'd give both mm. of them an eight. Um just because I think they teamed up really well. John McGinn, I'm gonna have to give a nine. Um I would probably spoil spoil and say that he's my man of the match. Um yeah. I just thought it was brilliant. Um, and Tienemans had given another eight. I think he was again really good. Um, was I don't think there's much more to say other than I thought they were good. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I'm gonna go with DRB seven Watkins. That chance he missed is just haunting yeah. me a little bit. But I, it, that, it didn't that's matter why in I the end. There. No, it didn't. Yeah. But he took his goal well. But the chance needs to bury it. Um, he did so do a lot of other work in the game. Yeah. However, I did a lot of work. And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna go eight here. I'm gonna go eight on 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 Bailey because again he come off the bench and he Six. was instrumental. He was absolutely fantastic. So those are our player ratings. Nobody is below a seven, and John McGinn is our man man of the match with a nine. So you can do yours on our website, utvpodcast.co.uk. Um, and that will be all from us, really. I think we've covered quite a lot. So We'll have the debrief, which will be out tomorrow. Um, I think me and Ryan are going to be doing that one. So uh, stay tuned for that. And enjoy your night and rest of your international break because we are sitting very nice in the Premier League and we can all just <laughs> relax and put our Keep feet back. up and look forward to playing Spurs up the villa. <laughs> up the villa. <laughs> <laughs>